welcome back to my podcast, Facing Fears and Shifting Gears, a podcast about mental health and neurodiversity and how difficult times in our lives often lead us to positive breakthroughs and change. My name is Leslie Reyes, and I'm the author of the Indie Brag award-winning Amazon bestseller, The Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle, how I faced my fears, shifted gears, and found healing from anxiety, codependency, and depression. I have a history of working as a psychiatric and chemical dependency nurse, as well as a yoga teacher, and I'm also a motorcycle enthusiast, and I am also um, a bit of an astrologer, and I will talk about that in a moment, because today I want to talk about my second Zen principle of good motorcycle riding habits, which is number two, understand and respect your own limitations and set your own pace, because not everyone goes through their journey at the same pace. So anytime you are going through learning something new or a new job or a new process or anything like that, we all tend to measure ourselves up against what everyone else is doing. And this actually starts in school. You know, when we're watching the development of a child, people start walking at a certain age. They start talking at a certain age. And if they don't, it's cause for concern sometimes. But I actually feel like we need to kind of back off of that idea. Um, I have a cousin who's on, probably on the spectrum undiagnosed. I'm on the spectrum. So we do not go through those milestones. We don't reach those milestones the same as everyone else, but that doesn't mean that we're not reaching other milestones. And it in no way represents her intelligence because she's been an emergency medical doctor and the clinical director of a very large hospital system and in no way is lacking in intelligence. So that's why I really want to talk about expecting where we are on our journey, knowing where we are on that journey and respecting the pace that we need to go through in life. And I talk about in my book how I really wanted to learn how to ride a motorcycle and I just kept dropping it. I kept falling over and my husband had just mentioned sort of in passing, oh, I've crashed my motorcycle so many times. And I don't know, for some reason that just, what that made me realize is that we all just have to respect the pace that we need to go at. It Just because it took me eight months to get out of the parking lot um, when I was learning how to ride a motorcycle, doesn't didn't mean that I shouldn't be riding a motorcycle it just meant I needed to work on my skills a little bit more before hitting the open road and also the motorcycle that I was on was probably a little bit more advanced for me than what a person should really get for a first motorcycle it was really top heavy it was about two inches too tall I could barely um, get my toenails to touch the ground when I was on it When I bought that motorcycle, I was sort of trying to skip steps in a way. Um, It's an automatic transmission. It was an electric motorcycle. And I thought if I didn't have to learn how to shift gears and manage a clutch, that I could get on the road faster. But I basically just traded one challenge for another, which was... I traded the challenge of learning how to shift gears with trying to learn how to ride a motorcycle that was too tall and too powerful and too top heavy for me. (laughs) 
So I think the thing really is if you're getting too wrapped up in how long should it take me to learn how to ride a motorcycle or whatever it is that you're trying to do, if you get too caught up in the shoulds, you'll start to feel like, well, then I guess I shouldn't be doing this if you're not keeping up with what you think the pace should be. The other thing that can be difficult is just getting started. <laughs> I want to read this quote. It's from the book by Robert Persig, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Anxiety, the next gumption trap, is sort of the opposite of ego. You're so sure you'll do everything wrong, you're afraid to do anything at all. Often this, rather than laziness, is the real reason you find it hard to get started. Obstacles to trying to reach my goals. I oftentimes I have a lot of ideas going on in my head and that's actually where I am right now. I'm not sure where I want to go with the future of this podcast. Um, where I am right now, I probably can't do every week. So I'm going to be doing a once a month, the first Monday of the month mental health podcast. But my other guilty pleasure is astrology. And I've been doing astrology readings for a long time. As somebody who's on the autism spectrum, I didn't realize like that was the draw for me. It helped me understand and make sense of the way people are behaving because I was actually diagnosed with something called context blindness, which is I don't understand the context of a lot of social situations. Um, when people act different in different social situations, it totally throws me off, even though I'm, I know that that's normal. Like I know that you don't, you're not supposed to act the same way at work that you do at a party, <laughs> but I feel like I only have one, one way of being. Anyway, astrology for me was something that helped me contextualize and put people into context and put people's behavior into context. And I have a lot of friends and I do have like a lot of astrology clients actually who've been um, encouraging me to do a podcast and do a, and really push my astrology business into a business because it's really just been a hobby that I've collected extra money for. So I don't know if I want to keep this as just a mental health podcast, if I want to move into astrology or if I want to do a separate astrology podcast. So that's where I am on my journey and I'm just trying to accept the fact that I'm not sure yet what I want to do. So I'm going to read a little passage from my book, The Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle, about my cousin Vivian. So my cousin was telling a story at my uncle's funeral, her father, and her father had been the one who taught her to ride motorcycles when she was a kid. And this was a story that I didn't know, and it inspired me to get my motorcycle license. So August 2019 in West Covina, California, at my Uncle Pete's funeral, Vivian told her story. Back in the 1970s, before bicycle helmet and seatbelt laws existed, I think I was about eight years old when my brother Michael and I decided to take my dad's mini bikes out on the street, without asking, of course. While we were tooling around on the side street, we saw a police car with its lights on in the distance. We totally freaked out. I'm sure the cop didn't even see us, but we thought, oh no, we're gonna get arrested. So Michael says, quick V, into the woods. I tried to ride the motorcycle into the woods, V says, but I ended up hitting the curb and flying over the handlebars. I messed up the bike pretty bad, as well as my face. There was blood and motorcycle parts on the ground. Michael said, oh man, dad is gonna kill us. Then he says, okay, let me talk to him. I'll take the blame for everything. 
So we go home and Michael starts telling my dad how we were riding the dirt bikes in the street and how we were trying to escape the cops by riding into the woods. My dad is trying to look serious, but I notice he's trying to prevent the corner of his mouth from smiling. He is really trying not to laugh. I realize he's actually proud of us, thinking of us two kids trying to outrun the cops on motorcycles. But he says in a stern voice, okay, go clean yourselves up. We'll talk about this tomorrow. So the next day, my dad comes into my room and says, Vivian, I need to talk to you in the garage. And I'm thinking, oh man, this is it. I am so dead. I'm gonna get grounded for life. But instead, my dad says, Vivian, you messed up the motorcycle. We have to fix it now. If you want to ride motorcycles, you need to learn how to fix them. We're going to the store to get some parts and then you're gonna help me fix this. And then you have to get back on it or else you might be afraid to ever ride motorcycles again. Vivian is now a well-accomplished emergency medical physician. She is the regional medical director of a large, well-known hospital system in the San Francisco Bay Area. The lessons my Uncle Pete taught Vivian were the lessons she ended up carrying with her for the rest of her life. They were the skills that helped her become a successful physician. That story made me think I had given up too soon the first time I tried to ride a motorcycle. Up the California coast to Santa Cruz and literally the entire state caught on fire that summer. So we had to cancel our trip. And I thought, well, you know what? Since I have all this time off of work um, and this MSF course is offered mostly during the week, I thought, okay, so I have all this time I took off of work, let me go take the MSF course. So while I was in this course, I was the first person to drop a motorcycle. <laughs> I, um, I was on a Yamaha V-Star and I whiskey throttled it and fell down. So then they put me on this a zero XU electric motorcycle, which they don't make anymore. Um, they do make zero motorcycles and they have a lot of really great styles and types of motorcycles, but they don't make the XU anymore. And it was sort of like, almost like a glorified electric bicycle. But they let me take the MSF course on this electric motorcycle, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to get an automatic transmission on my motorcycle, because I felt really comfortable on it. So basically one of the instructors gave me the option to take the motorcycle class on this motorcycle. And then she advised, you know, why don't you come back and take a private class and learn how to shift gears and do the whole course on a manual transmission motorcycle when you're done, if you get through this course. And I felt like it was a little bit of a cop out, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? We don't all learn the same way. I've always had a hard time learning in a group setting because I don't learn things at the same pace as everyone else. A lot of times, initially, I'll be faster at learning something than everyone else, and then it gets to a certain point where I kind of get stuck and everyone then surpasses me. I noticed that in school, it was like that in nursing school, it was like that in the motorcycle class. I felt like it was a cop-out, but at the same time, I didn't want to hold up the class either. I wasn't getting the hang of the clutch as quickly as the other students were. Something that might have made me give up learning how to ride in the past. But now I didn't want the fact that I needed more time to learn to prevent me from finishing the course. So I finished the course and it turns out I ended up passing with flying colors. And my MSF instructor said to me, can I tell you a secret? You were my best student. 
And I was wondering like, well, how could I be the best student when I hadn't even mastered shifting gears yet? And I'd also dropped two different motorcycles because I actually did drop the XU at one point when we were standing in line getting ready to do another exercise. According to my teacher, I was his best student because I respected my boundaries and limitations. I went at my own pace with my ego tucked away and not everyone in the class had passed. So I felt really good about myself. That was something that was completely outside of my comfort zone. And that was such a breath of fresh air to hear because I feel like in the world I live in today, everything is rush, 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 rush. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And if you can't figure it out quickly, then just give up. You know, um, one of my friends wrote a best-selling, a New York Times bestseller, and it was released in 2013. And I remember somewhere around 2014, 2015, I started seeing her book everywhere. I saw a celebrity holding up her book on Instagram. I think, you know, to myself, it her book was not a New York Times bestseller overnight. It like took a couple of years for her to get that book out there in front of the people. But in the world that we live in today and the kinds of ads and things that are being thrown at us, you would think that if you can't master something in two weeks or 30 days, then you might as well give up. And that is not respecting where you are on your journey at all when you do that. I mentioned earlier when I picked out my first motorcycle, I wasn't respecting where I was on my journey again. So I'm going to read from my book and tell you about that story. Feeling so far behind my peers always left me feeling depressed and inferior. It's so hard to simply accept where I am and work from there. It's getting past the self-doubt that has always been the biggest challenge for me. When I was shopping for my first street bike, I was having anxiety about learning how to shift gears. I worried that I'd be so focused on shifting gears, I'd have a hard time paying attention to traffic. I was concerned about learning to turn. I was concerned about learning how to keep my bike upright when I was stopping. I wanted to learn to ride a motorcycle, yet I also was thinking about the things I didn't want to deal with if I didn't have to. I didn't want to have to deal with shifting gears, being afraid, feeling distracted by my anxiety. I decided to get an electric motorcycle like the one I successfully rode in the MSF course, and I scheduled a test ride. But unfortunately, they no longer made the old XU model that I rode in class. But the new Zero S model turned out to be a little too tall for me, and that was the closest one to the XU. I couldn't even get it off the kickstand when I sat on it. But the dealer said they could lower the bike as well as shave the seat down for me. So I went for it. I bought that Zero S motorcycle without test riding it, and it was expensive. I wasn't really respecting where I was on my journey when I was shopping for my first bike. I wasn't looking in the direction I wanted to go. I was focused on what I didn't want to do. I wasn't really respecting my boundaries and limitations. I wasn't setting my own pace. What I didn't want was to make things more difficult for myself than necessary. I wanted to avoid the anxiety and panic I associated with learning to shift gears on a motorcycle. I was focusing on not wanting to be afraid, not wanting to get overwhelmed. I should have been focusing on, I want to learn to ride a motorcycle instead of what I didn't want to learn. I replaced the challenge of learning to shift gears on the motorcycle with a different challenge. 
One of the downfalls of a motorcycle with an automatic transmission is that it's always in gear. So when I'd hit the throttle unintentionally when trying to brake, also known as the whiskey throttle, the bike would take off. Unprepared for the amount of torque this bike had behind it, I'd end up on the ground every time. I replaced one scary challenge, shifting gears, with another scary challenge, trying to avoid the whiskey throttle. I wasn't able to avoid being scared or being challenged. If you want to learn to ride a motorcycle, you will experience fear and anxiety. You will need to learn to do things you've never done before. You will need to override some of your instincts and use your skills. You will need to learn to control the motorcycle, and this takes just as long as learning to shift gears. And this is how you respect where you are on your journey. So what if it takes longer for you to learn certain things than most people? Who are you competing with? You should only be competing with yourself. So I wanted to learn to ride a motorcycle for no other reason than I wanted to learn to ride a motorcycle. I still get frustrated and I still feel bad when I'm not picking up something as quickly as I believe I should. It may take me longer than other people to learn certain things, but I am not like other people. I've learned to respect where I am and take my time. I'm on nobody's time clock but my own, and you should be on nobody's time clock but your own. So that is how you respect where you are on your journey, and I hope you have enjoyed this discussion. I do want to mention that I am changing my podcast from weekly to monthly. So today's podcast will be the podcast for March. And then from now on, I'm going to be doing the first Monday of the month will be Mental Health Monday. And I will be doing a Facing Fears and Shifting Gears podcast. In the meantime, I am trying to figure out where I am on my journey with my podcast. Do I want to integrate an astrology talk into my mental health podcast? Or do I want to keep my mental health and my astrology podcast separate? What do you guys think? Please let me know in the comments. Um, If you enjoy this, please feel free to subscribe to my podcast, Facing Fears and Shifting Gears. And um, if you are interested in purchasing my book, The Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle, it is available anywhere books are sold online. It's at Barnes & Noble. It is at um, Amazon. It's at Walmart. And also I am going to leave a link in the description so that you can purchase it there. So once again, my name is Leslie Reyes. I'm the author of The Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle, and I hope to talk with you again soon.